Your goal is to create happy customers who then create other happy customers. Go! Congratulations! Here's what I've learned. The best of the best have got the following. selling, going, going. God, so congratulations. Let's have a look at the facts. Watch your goal for the next six months. So, gang, what I want to talk to you tonight is about um, five or six power plays that are used in business that people don't talk about. Like you go to sales training courses or you read books like Tom Hopkins' How to Master the Art of Selling and... Um, you know, you've, you know, you'll go to the training courses and you hear the same old things like, you know, it's really important. Hello, Luke, good to see you and love catching up. And Sanjay, Sanjay, my good friend, you're like a brother now. Uh, Sanjay, good to see you, Sanjay, good to see you. And I look forward to being with you again next year. I've committed to it. Um, hello, Aaron. Um, and Aaron, I had a stone and wood today. We went with the family to Grilled and I had a stone and wood, Pacific Ale. So good morning to all my friends, by the way, in the UK. Good morning to all my friends in the UK. So um, uh, I want to, I just, I just believe that what you learn in a textbook and what you're sometimes talked in an instructional course is bullshit. And like I used to go off and go to a course and think to myself, I'm going to go and do what they said. And then for some reason, I would feel uneasy about doing it. It felt awkward. It wasn't me. So over the years, I've pretty come up with the Tom Panos system to business. And what I want to do is just to give you a bit of a short taste of some of those things and how they operate in my business. So today, I'm going to give you five or six golden rules. Rule number one, rule number one, listen to me very careful. This is a mathematical rule. And this is this. Talent times effort equals skill. Listen to me. G'day, Will. How are you going? Talent times effort equals skill. So talent, which is how naturally you're good, times effort, how much you hustle and try. Andy Overman, good to see you, brother. So talent times effort equals skill. Think about it. Talent, which is your natural tendency to be good at something times effort, how hard you try, equals how good you're at something. So that's formula number one. Formula number two is skill times effort equals achievement. So what happens is once you've got your skill level and then you add achieve and, and effort to it, Skill times effort, which is how hard you start putting that skill into practice. Because ideas without execution are delusions. You know, at the end of the day, you'll be rewarded for action. So as Susan has put up there, skill times effort equals achievement. Now, why is this important? Why are these two rules important? Because the word effort appears in both formulas. Think about it. It appears in the first one, which is talent times effort equals skill. So we know that your skill level will get better by you practicing. And then what we know is once you're at a good level, that when you go and apply that good level, your achievement will be good. So all of a sudden, you understand why I live by this golden rule of me saying that hustle beats talent when talent won't hustle. 
That is the point. There is an actual mathematical and scientific reason why that matters. So the key word there is effort. And no one, no one can outsource effort. Drum that into your head. Let's move on. I'm going to talk to you about now why I believe that enthusiasm is in fact bullshit sometimes. I think you've got to like your product. You've got to have conviction in your product. You've got to be passionate about your product. But when you're over-enthusiastic about your product, like a guy I met at Abu Dhabi in the Emirates Lounge this week who was selling a customer relationship system, which is CRM systems, and I'm sitting there waiting for my two-and-a-half-hour um, flight connection to the UK. And this guy, who's an American guy, and we're sitting down, we start having a bit of a chat, starts telling me, really, like, this guy became another person telling me about this database system, right? Like, this guy got a fucking erection talking about his CRM system, and he was trying to get me to introduce him into the Australian market. And i got to tell you, I felt uncomfortable because the feeling I felt with this guy is this. You're fake. This is an act. You can't have a fucking erection over a fucking CRM system that slots people into A, Bs and Cs. This is an act. And what it makes me realise is that whenever you meet an over-enthusiastic salesperson, don't you just feel like this voice is in your head saying, why is he or she like this? Are they like this all the time? Is this real? Is this authentic? Have they got a deceptive motive? Um, so guys and girls, what's the lesson? Don't be too over the top. Because people can smell that fakeness a mile away. So a lot of people that watch Sunday Night Rant are in the business of sales. So what I'm going to say to you is this. Understand that it's not about how enthusiastic you are. In fact, it's not even about you. It's about them. What you've got to do is appeal to people's self-interest, not appeal to your self-enthusiasm. It would have been far more effective on this guy to actually spend a few minutes finding about who I was, what I do, and what keeps me up at night. And then him bringing it in, in a logical, rational, and in a way that it appeals to my problem. But he, in fact, was a bit of a fuckwit. So, rule number one, don't be over-enthusiastic. Be reaction-free and always remember, people do not care about you. They care about themselves. I want to come up to rule number two in business. And rule number two is the opposite on what we've always been taught. Back in maybe two decades ago, three decades ago, people used to go out 
And they used to go out in a very cold way, selling vacuum cleaners, selling encyclopedias. And what they used to do is door knock on people's houses and they would have the product with them and they would do demonstrations. And straight away, for me, when a salesperson is approaching me, I think to myself, if the product is that good, why aren't people coming to you? Now, I'm not saying if you're a salesperson that you shouldn't have a business development plan. But what I'm actually saying is that good people actually have a plan that make people come to them. Remember that, Andy Overman, red or green, he remembers. Make it easy for the customer to say yes, which is another important business and sales tactic in 2017. Make it easy for customers to say yes. But make people come to you. Make people come to you. Because when people come to you, you can... Look, I know this sounds terrible, but in many ways, you lure them to you and then you can close. Then you can ask for business. Because when people come to you, the power changes. The power base changes from them and it comes over to you. When people come to you, what they're actually saying is that I have a problem and you might be able to help me. And what actually happens is that they have their defense come down and they also have their mask as a customer go down because they've come to you. So what it means is in this new connection economy of business that a good salesperson in many ways is their own marketing department. And what they're doing is they do podcasts. They might run, you know, a 12-month marketing plan like I've got in the real estate gym where you've got a set and forget plan where it forces people to be getting in touch with you and it forces people to be in contact with you and you running into them because that is not a hard sale. That, in if anything, is warm prospecting. Um, so what I'm getting at is always think about it. When someone comes to you, you all of a sudden have the authority and the power in that relationship. Let's move on to my next power play in business. And that is this. Always play dumber and be a bigger sucker than the person that you're dealing with. Remember that. Always play dumber and act like a bigger sucker than the person that you're dealing with. And why do I say that? Because no one wants to be more stupid than the person that they're with. Think about that. They don't want to be like the stupid one. The second thing is, when you don't come across as being super, super smart or super, super clever, what actually happens is the client takes their masks down because they don't feel that you're going to outsmart them and that you've got this ulterior motive. So um, what I'm saying to you is this, that what you want to do is to, and I'm not saying be a fucking idiot. What I'm saying is make that other person not feel dumber than you by you acting superior. And there, and I'm going to tell you straight away, as Lisa says, a bit of vulnerability goes a long way. And in fact, what I'll say to you is one of my biggest tactics I use in business is this. And that is that I will 
talk about a weakness in the product or service I have because that builds trust with me because people hate perfect. And in fact, if you're too perfect and you look like you're flawless, people aren't going to want you to win their business because they're going to hate your fucking guts for being so fucking perfect anyway. Think about that for a moment. Let's move on to the next one. Um, don't ever try and do business with people by making them feel obligated or making them feel guilty that you've done something for them and that they should do business with you. Don't do that because people don't act out of obligation. They hate feeling guilty. And if they go ahead, there's a good chance that they will pull out and it'll cause issues. You have to understand, no matter whether you know the client or not, what you need to do is always act on people's self-interest. People make decisions for themselves. They don't make decisions because they feel this moral obligation to you. Do you understand that? Which says to me that even when you've got family and friends that you're dealing with, don't use the guilt card on them. Go in and solve the problem. People don't buy a product. They buy the problem you solve. Let's move on. My next business tactic I use is this. And by the way, guys and girls, if you're feeling like this is giving you good value that you can use in your life tomorrow, I haven't written a book on this. I'm simply sharing my content online. And the currency that I want is not a $10 book sale from a fucking HarperCollins or a book publisher. What I'd love you to do is to press that share button because I day trade people's attention. That's the business that I'm in. Guys, the next one is fuck the free lunches. Listen to me very carefully. Fuck the free lunches. Gang, what I mean by free lunches is that whenever someone wants you to take you out on a free lunch and they don't even know you, tell them to shove their free lunch up their ass. But you know, I'm not saying you don't do that, but you get the drift. I mean, some people, you do need to say it. And the reason why is there's always a hidden trick in a free lunch. There's always a hidden obligation. There's always a guilt creation. What I do? No. I'll pay full price for the product that I want and then you're going to fucking deliver 10 out of 10 on that because I want a job done and I want it done properly and I'm not going to have that free lunch that's going to make you get away with fucking cutting corners. Let's move on to the last one and this is for any guy or girl that is employed in a corporation that's got a sales manager or a principal or a sales director and that is the following. Never ever outshine your boss. Never ever outshine your master. Remember that. Never outshine your master. And the reason why is that it'll give your ego a kick. And remember this, ego is the enemy. 
It'll give you an ego or a kick, but it will piss off your boss and they're going to keep that in the back of their, head, of their head and they will fuck you later on. So gang, understand, your job is to always make your boss look like the master. Understand that. If you want to get up, if you're sitting here in the corporate world, that is part of your gig, to never outshine the master, even though they could be a wanker. Guys and girls, I want to thank you so much for the biggest compliment that can I have, and that is your attention. And every Sunday night, I continue to want to make sure that the 15, 20, 30 minutes that I give you is information that is of value because everyone is fighting for everyone's attention. Guys and girls, tag, press the share button, and real estate gym members, fuck, we have got some amazing stuff that Susan and I are working on. We are going to create, we are so, so adamant, we're going to create the best scripts, dialogue systems, and video coaching and accountability that exists on the planet, and you're going to get the benefit. The gym is closed, by the way, so everyone that's in there, your spot's in there, and we're working with you. Guys and girls, thank you so much. Press that share button. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in, guys and girls. You can join me on Facebook for the live Sunday night rant every week at 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And if you're in real estate, just Google Tom Panos and you'll find a heap of resources and interviews where million-dollar agents share their strategies. See you next week. Let's have a look at the facts. What's your goal for the next